0: Life coach Radio, And now, here's today's show. Hello, everyone. This is the Life Coach Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. I'm so excited about today's show. My guest is Egyptian Life Coach Shahinaz El-Hinawe. I'm your host, Jan Jaffe. Welcome to In-Depth. Shahinas el is founder of Shams Women Project and a co-active coach from the Coaches Training Institute in the USA. With a BA in psychology and MA in gender and peace building from the University for Peace, a UN-affiliated university in Costa Rica, Shahinas has more than 10 years of experience in the field of women and peace in the Middle East, Asia, and USA, and is a current researcher on women's consciousness in psycho studies. She holds workshops and women's circles on self-discovery, living a life of purpose, and moon women's cycles. Shahina's is also a nonviolent communication Arabic facilitator for the New New York Center for Nonviolent Communication. I am so excited to have Shahina Zelhanawe as my guest on today's show. Welcome, Shahina's.
1: Thank you very much, Dean. Um, I really appreciate this opportunity. I would like to really thank you for giving me this uh, opportunity being with you today. I'm, I'm really excited and hopeful and looking forward to our conversation. Thank
0: you. Oh, thank you, too, and I'm, I'm excited as well. The number here is 646-716-9397. We welcome your calls, questions, comments, and contribution to the discussion. We love your participation. So the number, again, is 646-716-9397. So, Shahinas, first of all, I just want to say what a treat it is to have you here on the show today as a guest. Now you have such an interesting and inspiring story. So I wonder if you would mind sharing a, sharing it in any way that you would like with our listening audience.
1: Uh yes, Shurdine, I would love to. Actually sharing my story has become really um something very important to me because I, I feel that coming from this background, coming from this story, it really explains my, my life purpose and why am I here. So um, I would start from the very beginning when I was like a child, young girl. Uh, as you said, I'm coming from an, from Egypt, from an, um culture, Arabic culture, Muslim Arabic, and um, I I consider myself to be like a very privileged girl, you know. Like uh, my parents were so kind to me. Everything I asked for, I I, I would guess I would have. Um, I had an opportunity to to travel to do several things i had a lot of freedom a lot of um, you know like everything i asked for really i got um mm. and and that's really considered a privilege from 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 different even like my my colleagues at school you know so i would always see myself as having a lot of opportunities um however i i growing up i i, I felt that something um, was was not met in my life. Like I, as I said, I was, you know, getting everything I wanted, but um, I, I had all the feeling that something was missing. Like, like, kind of care and love uh, that was missing in my life, and I started really searching for that. And, and that took me, like, outside home. So I started, you know, like, um, friends and colleagues, boys and girls, I, I started getting into relationships just to get this kind of care and love that I, I needed. Um, and, and that, you know, brought me into a lot of abusive relationships. And, and I, I had, like, I lived in, in the victim uh, role for, for a long time. Um, I'm, I'm not saying that my parents did anything wrong or anything was, you know, like, um, it's, it's just that the this lack of something that I really didn't know where where did it come from and growing up with this this ended really in putting myself in an abusive marriages and then I realized that I was the one who did this to myself I was you know like responsible for for this because I I always had a choice I always had an opportunity to to learn more and uh, I'm, I'm not blaming myself I'm not you know having any self skills, but just learning learning from the process, and um, I got the opportunity to know and to um, you know like to discover my power to discover my inner power to discover my inner life, and get out of this cycle you know like self i would say, i would say it's a self abusive cycle, and so I, I I got out of this marriage and I started. Really discovering who am I, what's my life purpose, and I started traveling and uh, uh, going around the world, meeting people, studying uh, and working abroad. I studied gender and peace building, and I felt like it is my purpose is to help women, uh, you know, like to to stand up against violence, like starting from self-violence, self-abuse to any violence that would be conflicted towards them. So I, I started studying that. Working on that um with the aim to to assist women and help them until uh, I started my initiative shampoon as you said it's it's an initiative to bring women together from all over the world um to to get to know themselves and and understand their life purpose, working together and helping each other in solidarity and um and you know like trying to to bring peace peace within as as a start until you know like peace in, in, in the world so um, <laughs> oh, well that's
0: quite a life story thank you so much for being so open and, and honest about all that you've experienced so I'm, I'm curious what, was, what would you say was because you've talked about you know how there was a, a turning point for you and infl- some people call it an inflection point so I'm wondering what you would say was the catalyst For that in your life.
1: Okay, so how it it happened? I I really remember very well because, you know, as I said, I was kind of like in the darkness. I was kind of like blind to, to myself and to knowing myself. I was just in this abusive circle, and then at, at this one point of time, I I turned to God. I turned to God and I and I asked him, um, you know, is is this especially coming from this culture where I am, um, is this how you wanted me to be? Is this how you wanted me as a Muslim, Arab woman and, you know, Egyptian to, to be treated this way, to be in this abusive marriage, to be in this, you know, self destructing um behaviors? Or or is it is there more than that? So when I Hello hello, sorry. Uh, ah, there
0: you are, okay, I'm sorry yeah. <laughs> we we lost you for a moment,
1: yeah, sorry. uh, when I really sincerely did that and, and and turned to God, I really got an answer. I got an answer, and I felt that I was guided, I felt I was guided to the light, and I felt I was guided to, to the sources that helped me understand that I am really so precious and especially mm. as a woman in in the eyes of God, you know like I'm really. So precious. I really need to know, you know, my my self worth in the eyes of God. And when I started studying that, getting more into that, that was really, you know, the turning or shift in, in my life that I felt. Oh, now that I know it, I I really need to show to show women and to show the world how how this is. It. So yeah.
0: Oh, wonderful. Um, that's. I mean, you you really. It's 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 almost like the. Well the you know when people talk about hitting bottom and then mm-hmm. you know being opened up or or looking to God for an answer and you and that that kind of was you went through a lot um to come to that place where you were able to to create or yes to create that shift, so you talked about your career um. That you started out um, with gender and pe- as a gender and peace building consultant. Um, so, how what made you change from that, um, working on countering, viol- account, yeah, countering violence against women, to the current work that you do with women?
1: Okay. Um, yes, that was another big shift in my life. As I said, I started uh, becoming interested in, in violence against women. I worked with um, women subjected to violence. Sex- a lot of work on sexual against sexual harassment. And and again, another point, um, I was so you know sincere, and I asked God, like God, please put me in a situation where women are really subjected to violence, where I can go and mm. serve, and. Weeks later, I got an offer to go to Afghanistan and work with women on, on violence against women. And um, I I was so happy and excited, and I went there. Um, but then, there, when I really saw a lot of violence, a lot of uh, hatred, a lot of, um, you know, like, um, yeah, a lot of anger. And um, I, I must say that I was surprised because there are so so many powerful women working there. You know, like hmm. they really don't need much experts. They are they are very powerful and they're doing a great job. But for me, I really got um, kind of drained. I felt that I don't want to be doing this anymore. Um, I, I want to, to make a shift in my life. I want to work on love. I want to work on compassion. I want to um work with women to, to you know to have self love, to understand themselves, to, to do what's necessary to protect them from violence. Um I'm not saying that all violence is because lack of self love, although a big part of it it is, but this is where I found myself sitting in. So I had a shift and there I remember very well, sitting there writing my proposal, you know, like application for a fellowship in New York uh, that I want to shift my career and, and, and go to the United States to learn about uh, life coaching, life skills, uh, self-help, uh, and start um, learning more about how how to work with people on, on these issues. So I kind of like shift, I wanted a shift, big shift of energy from working on violence every day and to harassment, sexual harassment, to love and compassion and harmony and, and that. So, yeah.
0: Mm. Wow. So, what it sounds like, or what I hear, is that um, you you feel as though, um, as you mentioned, being in the victim mode when you, as mm-hmm. you were when in your marriage, in your first marriage, um, and that that was not just um, something that was just happening to you, but that, in a sense, um, self love helps women at least be able to shift out of victim mode. It may not in itself be something that can change violence against women, but it can help women step out of that victim mode and perhaps take action in their lives so that they, they are no longer in that situation. Is that correct? <laughs> Yes,
1: and a, a step before that, which is w- when they have the self-love, the self-confidence, understand themselves, they would kind of like protect themselves from getting into that victim mode, from getting into that violence from the very first place. So I wanted to go mm-hmm. further, further back, and not wait till violence happened and deal with it, but to build a shield, to build a, a protection around us that we are there, we will not. Um, you know, like allow it to happen from the very beginning. We will send them mm. before it happens.
0: Excellent. Do you know, I mean, in, in um, there's differences, obviously, in the cultures, and we'll get into that, but I was just thinking, um, you know, so much of what you're talking about reminds me of the, um, the, the feminist movement that had begun in this country really in the set 1970s, and, you know, so many of us, in America, take it for granted. Although there still are, you know, there's still a, a long way for for it to go. I mean, there's still so much, uh, you know, inequality, at least in in this country, in in the United States, uh, when mm-hmm. it comes to men and women, when it comes to pay and, you know, that sort of thing. I won't go go into all of that, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm wondering. I mean. I'm I'm not really aware, and I would think a lot of I don't think I'm alone in this. I think a lot of our American listeners might be in the same boat as I am when it comes to um, knowing whether or not there even has been a feminist movement in in Egypt or in the Arab countries. I know they vary very much. You can't put them all in one basket. But um, is that something that has is ongoing or has begun? in egypt a feminist movement
1: yes because of, of course um from the very early on uh, from like um, the the beginning of the um, of, of this century from from the beginning of um, like i i just remember now um the the there was a revolution in the ni- 1919 and um the the women were there you know like um next to the men and the, the women the, they were even um, kind of like there's a very um famous incident of um, women coming together they had kind of like a, a cover or you know a veil or a cover on their faces, and then they took it off and they you know they said um you know we, we are you know like this is the movement we're we're uh, we're you know we 're freeing ourselves. This was Uh a symbol It's not really in in itself Just taking this off their faces The cover off their faces But it was like a symbol You know, that they are present They are powerful And, yeah, you know Like they they started with education rights And, you know, like uh, voting Mm. rights And all that That was like really early on Of course, yeah There's a big movement
0: Okay, so, I mean I'm showing my ignorance But... (laughs) But, no, no, um, of course. No,
1: no.
0: but i i I know there are differences um, which again we'll get into this a little later in the interview um, so you mentioned your fellowship uh, in New York, and uh, of course that's how you and I met during your fellowship in New York, which was wonderful i'm so grateful to have met you but i'm mm-hmm. I'm curious if you would um Tell us uh you know about you know something about the fellowship and how your journey on this trip your spiritual and educational and all that wonderful stuff how that journey <laughs> impacted your life and your purpose
1: Well, that was really a beautiful journey because it was full of talent and uh, <laughs> i mean it's it's really interesting and it's it's a uh, it has a lot of you know funny stories in it as well because I remember very much, again, when I was sitting there in Afghanistan writing uh, this application for fellowship, I said, I really need to shift the career. I really want to go to the United States because I want to, um, you know, like kind of work with Louise Hay, Wayne Dyer, you know, all these lovely people and just try to to learn um, that energy away from, you know, violence and harassment. And I asked God again, like God, please, I want to go to a place where it's like really laid back, you know, like uh, somewhere uh, in California on the beach or Florida or something like that. You know, Wayne Dyer lives in Hawaii, so I want to go and mm. be there mm-hmm. and learn how to relax and meditate and all these beautiful things. And I said, Oh, God, please, not New York. But then this <laughs> time, <laughs> I got laid really back in New totally. York. Don't yeah. uh, the two don't
0: fit <laughs> in the same sentence? Uh, um,
1: I visited New York in 1994 for, for Thanksgiving, and uh, I was really, you know, I come from Alexandria, Egypt, which is like a, a little city on the beach, and we're mm. so, you know, like, relaxed, laid back, and so I went to New York, I just felt, oh my God, you know, like, all these big buildings and all this quick people running, and, you know, <laughs> so... So when I did the fellowship, I was like, oh, God, it's not New York. I really want to relax after Afghanistan. You know, like, I need to relax. And then the next thing I know, it was New York, and it was a fellowship with an organization I'm sure a lot of you are aware of, uh, Hola Back. And it's uh, working on anti-street harassment. So it's like, oh, my God. So street harassment, sexual harassment again, and (laughs) New York, that's too much for me. And I called, you know, the, the, the organizers of the program and I said, oh, please, I want to change. They said, you cannot change, um, no, you know, neither the city nor, nor the organization, either you take it or not. And I was so confused because I turned a lot of, you know, opportunities and I was like, I really need to go there. And I said, OK, I'll take the challenge. I'll go there and try my best and try to do things on my own. And actually what it turned out was that it was the best thing that ever happened to my life. Mm. Um, it was just my perspective, you know, like we can always uh, be scared of things or have this perception of things. It's it's going to be bad, you know, it's going to be a horror movie. But then when we really... Um, be open. I, I became open and I decided to take the opportunity and see what's the best I can get out of it. And, and what what are the opportunities there? So I went there, I, I talked with my boss and I was like, I really need to, to learn other things than street harassment. And they were like, this is your experience. We need you to serve. I'm like, I would like to serve from my experience. But at, at the same time, I would like to learn from you, you know, like new things. So uh, I made an agreement. I worked extra hours and I took a few days off to go study coaching. So that was, you know, like a, a very good compromise and an agreement. And then um, regarding New York, like really it was the best city I could have ever, you know, like I couldn't have learned that much from any other city because everything happens in New York. I was like daily in events, daily in workshops, daily in, you know, getting to know people, Everything I ever wanted, you know, people to meet, they, they would come mm-hmm. to New York. So, so I did everything. Um, I got to know Tom Bond from the New York Center for, for Nonviolent Communication. I got to know you in that mm-hmm. workshop. So, I mean, till now, you know, like my relationships in New York has been amazing. I'm working with the New York Center for Nonviolent Communication. I I took their program and I'm doing it in Arabic. So, I mean, a lot of opportunities happened to me there. And I have just a little final story. It's a bit funny, but I I think it's very spiritual for me. Um, The most thing I ever hated in my life was cockroaches, and I was so scared of them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and in New York, I'm sure you all know that it is very hard to find a place to live for only four months. And I was going crazy trying to find a place to stay in, and I couldn't. At the very last minute, I, I, the only place I, I could stay was with a, a single mother. And um, she has, you know, like a, a little girl child. and And she wasn't really living in, in a very good situation was in Brooklyn and, and there were cockroaches in, in the place where I stayed and I was like oh my god this is a big challenge and the <laughs> only thing that I really i am far back of and after a while I really had I, I overcome this fear you know I really had peace with cockroaches which was like really amazing for me and this is why I'm saying it's very spiritual because like the thing that you really feel you cannot live with, you can hate, but then you can make peace. Like one day, I remember going into the bathroom and just screaming when I saw the cockroach, and the cockroach was, like, you know, ran away. And I'm sure if I was him, I was like, "Oh, what's this crazy woman screaming at me?" I'm so afraid. And I and I looked at him and I was like, "You're so afraid, and I'm I'm so afraid, but I'm scaring you." You know, so so it's the perception of just being afraid of something. It might be afraid of us as well. So I I just had peace with with them and I said you know I don't want to harm you you don't harm me and we'll, we'll live okay you know and um, I mean after that like just two or three weeks I changed I found another place to live in and I I was I was really happy so so I mean I learned and and I I saw a lot of things that I really appreciated by by being there with all. The things I have seen, all the experiences. So it, it was really a great opportunity. And the, the last week, I, I met my current husband, who was Egyptian, who lived in New York for, for 20 years. So now I am I am living, you know, with a New Yorker. He's very fast for me still. But, I mean, we, we, we get along and everything as well, so... Uh, yes it it was the the best thing that ever happened to um, my life
0: <laughs> oh, what wonderful stories I mean, I love your stories about the cockroach. you you 've never shared that with me before, but what is it 's so funny I mean, talk about finding uh the opportunities in in a challenge you did you you turned it into this whole spiritual uh, transformation for you, and also how you also you just in what you were talking about, you were talking about so much of what NVC or nonviolent communication is about, which is empathy and you know seeing mm-hmm. things from another point of view. And, in ba- it, and it, it, at its most basic level, it's about how to get along, you know, in um, peace building. So it's you know, so you developed a, a way of living in peace with with what was your enemy, this little cockroach. You know, basically, you 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 and your, the cockroach were enemies of each other, and you 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 know understood then how to get along and seeing life f- in from the eyes of this cockroach, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I I love that story. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, you know, in our previous conversations, you have mentioned Sufism, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love if you would tell us a bit about that, how you got involved with it, and how it has affected this, this journey you've been on.
1: Okay. Um, Sufism, um, my, my, my master or my spiritual teacher defines it as a living tradition that really um, is applicable to, to all ages and all cultures, and it is a religion of love. Mm-hmm. Um, I I first got to know about Sufism, you know, like six years ago or something, and and I experienced different uh, culture that you know like practice Sufism, uh, and then I got to know about uh, Rumi, the, the the very famous uh, Sufi poet, and and Shams And by the way, Shams' woman, my organization is named after uh, Shams, uh, because I'm I'm so inspired with him. And Shams was all about, you know, love and and getting to know yourself so um mm-hmm. i i define sufism as um a practice of of love a practice of openness or a practice of humanity you know like a, just just coming together as as humanity as human beings um knowing each other and knowing yourself and knowing the the, the life within um and uh, Another thing that really was great that has happened to me is that um, I I was so confused. I had something like um, um, inspiration overload. (laughs) When I went to New York, I kept on going to different places, different uh, meetings, different rituals until... Um, I ended at um, a, a retreat uh, with a group called the Threshold Society, uh, who are originally from the US, and they followed the the Maulawi order, which is Rumi. Rumi, Rumi is order, um, and I met them again in New York. so I went to this retreat in New York, and I became part of them. They are um, the Maulawi group who, who who does the the whirling. The whirling is one of the of their you know like traditions or rituals. Um, And, again, it is about attention, like having attention all the time and be present, you know, like all the time just being present in yourself, being present with others, being present present with God within you. And we have um, um, certain practices that we do. um, You know, like gathering is very important. So, So we gather every... Um, you know, like weeks or a couple of weeks, we do practices of uh as I said, knowing ourselves, working with ourselves, working with our ego, and what I love about my um you know group or tradition is that. Uh, We don't say kill your ego. We say befriend your ego. So it's like Mm. knowing your ego and becoming friends with your ego. It's not like really a bad thing to go away from it, but but to befriend it and to understand that. And and working on all the qualities like love and compassion and peace and, and purifying your heart with all these qualities. At the same time, working to understand all what we call them as heart diseases is... Um, you know, like greed, uh, hatred. Um, you know, like uh, jealousy. All that to, to work mm-hmm. with them, to try to understand where they're coming from, and and try to really let go of these things. So for me, this uh-huh. this is it's continuous development of the self, and doing it mm-hmm. together in a group to to um you know to support each other because sometimes when you do these things alone, you need support. So that, that's what the gathering is, is, is all about.
0: Oh, wonderful. You know, I'm just going to take a moment here. First of all, um, we, I see we have a caller, so I'm going to get, get to the caller in just a moment. But, I just, but before that, I want to take a moment to mention our, uh, our sponsor here on the Life Coach Radio, radio Networks. Um, we're proud to have as our sponsor Audible.com. Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the Internet, offering customers a new way to enhance and enrich their lives every day. Audible is the preeminent provider of spoken word audio products that includes more than 100,000 audio programs from more than 1,800 content providers. Receive a free audiobook with your 30-day trial when you sign up with Audible today, at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. That's audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. Now here are some audible books related to today's topic, The Science of Enlightenment, written and narrated by Shinzen Young. Excellent Daughters, The Secret Lives of Young Women Who Are Transforming the Arab World, written and narrated by Catherine Zupf, Z-O-E-P-F, and Nonviolent Communication, Create Your Life, Your Relationships, and Your World in Harmony with Your Values written and narrated by marshall rosenberg so don't forget to sign up for a one month free trial to get your free audiobook today at audibletrial.com/lifecoachradio. slash life coach audible.com making listening a tool for life and now back to our show so if you haven't been with us before, welcome to part two of my interview with Shahinez El-Hanawe on In-Depth with Jan Jaffe. So you've been talking about Sufism and um, how it basically, if I can sum up what I heard you mention, was that it was really about being present all the time to everything around you. It's, it's a kind of... Um, constant awareness and at the same time a true authenticity about accepting yourself while accept and 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 always being open and learning about everything around you without judgment but but with love. Is that sum it up a little bit?
1: Yes, and also the, the 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 importance of having Uh, a group the importance of connecting with others with humanity with 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 being uh in a group to support you and help you and and also um you know some rituals like uh, daily practices that you need to 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 do to to keep you Mm -hmm. like to um to build you um be in 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 this presence you know like like Mm -hmm. i i would um call it like um when you go to the gym, you know, for bodybuilding to build your muscles and, uh, and be stronger, right. it's, there are spiritual practices just to be, you know, like keeping uh, your level and being stronger on the spiritual path.
0: Oh, wonderful. Um, I will And but we did our caller drop, so if our caller wants to call back in, uh, your number ends in 1249. We would love to take your call. Otherwise, um, anyone who wants to call in with a question or a comment, um, we would love to hear from you. The number here is 646-716-9397. So, uh, Shahinas, I'm wondering what do you believe um, might be the most common challenges that your clients face and, and how, how might you deal with those
1: challenges? Okay, so um, again, what brought me in, in this field is is the um, the feeling and the knowing that we 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 all you know like are mirrors to each other. We we all um, face the same things. We all have the same issues. And with with the clients that have been working since I came back from the United States, um, main issues are again you know like the the, the self love, the the being in in the victim role, um, uh, a lot of family issues because. Um, here in my culture, like, we, we live with our families at the same home until we get married, so th- this is a, a common challenge, you know, like, searching for independence, searching for freedom, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, and um, that, that same uh, pattern of low self-worth, you know, like, feeling guilt and shame and not being able to um, to express that, and Another issue also is um, sexuality. Um, you know, education. We, 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 this topic is a bit of a taboo in our culture. You know, like there's no um, enough sufficient education on sexuality, on, um, on on sexual expression, on on you know like living in our sexuality. So mm-hmm. these are is common issues. Yeah.
0: Ah, okay. And that's and that's one of the main differences, I or not one of the main, but that is a, a big mm-hmm. difference between eastern and western um I guess feminism because mm-hmm. um there's so much of a, a woman's sexuality uh is has often been uh, a challenge, shall we say? With You know, for men, um, they feel that it's a power that women have, and that's one of the, I would say, that's a tremendous difference. You know, again, I'm, I'm a Western woman, so having never lived in, in the East, I can, you know, these are just assumptions I'm making. So, um, but I know the, the, you know, the whole sexual revolution that happened in, in this country, and I guess in the West, for women um, and so I'm wondering, uh, when it comes to the differences between Eastern and Western women, what um, what patterns or traditions would you say that uh, you've seen and that you admire in Western women that you would like to share with women uh, from your culture and vice versa?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Some of the difference, as i said is, is is the idea of living with your family until you mm. get married the, This is a bit of of a challenge of women in my culture because like we, we a lot of women want to 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 be independent want to move from living with their families and they just get married to anyone just to go out of the family. This is the reason for just you know getting into any marriage um and and um like in, in again. Uh, being with family, there is you know pros and cons for everything. Is a lot of support, you know. Like here, mm-hmm. when I when I started telling my story to, to Western women, they were like, "Oh my God, you're so spoiled!" Because um, <laughs> here, the family takes care, you know, if uh, for the boy and the girl, as 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 the same, you know, like woman and man, um, financially and you know emotionally and like everything. So really, um, I, we don't really have issues of being, um, you know, like, worried about paying the pill if we leave this job, if, if we want to pay the rent or anything like that. And this is something also, yeah, like I see in, in, in coaching different women in, in Western and Eastern, um, but but here it's like you can really, you know, just don't, don't really worry about it. You know that your family will take care of you. Um, huh. And another thing is, I I like very much and I admire in western woman is that um that's kind of independence compared you know like at the end there's a lot of commonalities but but kind of like um independence kind of um you know more freedom than than when we have you know like freedom of expression freedom of just saying this is my life I can do you know whatever I want especially to, to your parents or even to your partner but here there's a lot of culture and traditions that I can't speak up, I can't say this, I can't just leave the house and go, you know, like, the, the, there's lots of, you know, issues on that. Um, other things would be, like, um, you know, um, sports. <laughs> That's one thing that I really um, love in, in the Western culture is that sports is very common. I mean, for for men and women as well. But sports, especially for women here, it's it's, it's very... You know, it's very, um, it's not very popular. You know, you f- you see a lot of men going to the gym and doing sports. But, you know, like most of the women that even, especially my clients, that they, sports is not something really important in their life. Um, again, here um, in, in my culture, there's a lot of um, a kind of unity, collective, um, you know, like sports. Um, the, the the thing, the idea of the extended family, you know, like you always, when you go to someone, you you always have their cousins and cousins of cousins, and and you know this this kind of women coming together. It's, it's always this culture of, of coming together. Um, it's not that it's not in the West. Of course, there's a gathering and family and everything, but, but the family here and and these gatherings are very very you know tight and very important. Um, one thing I like very much in, in the United Kingdom uh, when I visited for a while is there are programs for mothers and, and children. Um, like I used to take my, my daughter when she was little and, and go to a different kind of programs, you know, dancing and um, doing a lot of activities. Uh, together, you know, like, you know, working with mothers and teaching them how to deal with children. Here, when I came back, it was really an issue, you know, like, it's, it's very rare. You can hardly find any program for mothers and children together. Um, it's, it's either a nursery, you leave the child and, and go, but you really don't get to have um, this connection of of mother and child. Mm. Um, yeah, and, and, and generally there's, um, I mean, I know that the... the feminist movement is everywhere, the patriarchal, you know, thoughts and societies everywhere. But again it's it's um it's a bit uh, overwhelming overwhelming my culture I I must say. Uh um, wow Yeah and, and, and mm-hmm. yeah, some traditions that I really um love here, um sharing when, when we, we get a lot of visitors from Western countries uh, actually, I, I have a room in my in my uh, apartment, so that's especially for visitors. And at, at the point of time, I had like every month a Western lady uh, here. And um, we, we do a lot of, you know, like women gathering of belly dancing, um, you know, like drawing uh, on our skin, which is like henna and, and stuff like that. They're really nice traditions that the, when when the Western women come here, they really enjoy very much. So,
0: yeah. Oh, that sounds fun. I'll book my trip yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're welcome. no, but what you what you bring up is is really important, saying that you know in the East, it's like you know the family and community um is very, very strong, and it's true that's something that that's a price that we often pay here in the West for our you know our freedom, our independence. Um, as women, we do, you know, we do uh, lose some of that sense of community and family. But at the same time, there is a price for that too, for the family and community. And it's, you know, as you described it, it sounds a little bit, like, you know, as though you're owned uh, a bit, and you have very a very strict set of rules placed upon you. So, um, as you you seem to say, there was pros and cons to both. Yeah, there's prices you pay for either that, that freedom that we have in the West or the, the safety and security that you have in the East, that, that family and that community that is so much a part of your life. So um, there are prices to pay on both sides. So, um, you know, I, you've talked about different challenges uh, or differences between Western and Arab women, and I'm so I'm curious about what the different challenges are in coaching Western versus Arab women, or vice versa, Arab versus Western women. Okay.
1: Um, first of all, again, I would like to say that there are a lot of commonalities. So in coaching in general, we do like general stuff, like who are you, what's your life purpose, things that are really common for everyone um but the the, the difference in, in 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 coaching and the 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 difference of challenges is that um it's uh, it's it, it is due to the culture and it, it is due to the different traditions like for example clients from the west would um you know look would have issues of um you know maybe women being lonely you know like a, a, the her um you know children just you know, want to live on their own, and maybe if her partner is not there, so there's um, a lot of loneliness. Um, This we don't really, um, you know, um, experience here, because it's always, there is a cousin, there is a neighbor, there is a family member, there is, you know, so so this is one of the difference uh, in the challenges. Um, Something like, again, as I said, financial issues here, it's really, um, it's it's very easy to find financial support, you know, like your uncle, your aunt, your, you know, a lot of that. Mm. Again, when when I coach a uh, woman from Western culture, it's, it's, it's really their independence, especially if they're single mothers and they're, they're suffering to to they have to share, um, you know, taking care of the kids. And here in our culture, I mean, it, it's this tradition is that um, the the father is responsible. Uh, I know that's not equality, but financially they're, they're supposed to be, you know, like for the kids. Um, uh, it, it's not really the, the, the reality, but, you know, like culturally, tradition it is. So, yeah, I mean, these are some of the examples that um, um, you know, I face differently in, in, in the different cultures due to the different traditions and situations.
0: Oh, okay. So... That's interesting though that you say it's the culture, but it's not always the reality um, mm-hmm. would you, would you mind just e- expanding a little bit on that that what what yeah, you just said y-
1: yes sure uh, <laughs> i mean we we are um and and that's really interesting. Thank you for asking these questions because in our culture um religion is a big thing that people. Always talk with, you know, like, oh, religion says that, religion says that, we should follow religion and all that stuff. But then, uh, religion, I I, I mean, Islam, and women in Islam, when I really got to know about that, I realized I was really surprised because we have so much rights that men do not have the same rights as we have. Like, um, once the woman, you know, like, gets married, she is Mm -hmm. fully responsible financially of her husband just even if she works even if she has money it's for her own she has no ab- obligation whatsoever to be, to pay a penny you know in, in the household the man is responsible for paying everything for her for the kids for everything and but again we don't follow this as i said reality is, is different um almost mm-hmm. a third of egyptian families are um, you know like the 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 caretakers are are women and a lot of men they do not work and the women take care of the family and even you know if like fifty percent we have fifty percent rate of divorce and like I would say I don't know what percent exactly that women uh, that men do not pay for for you know their kids but it's, it's a big mm-hmm. percentage so culturally and religiously it's, it's, the man is responsible, but then the reality is is not really like that so
0: uh yeah so in, in that sense it it's i guess it it it's become a little more westernized
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah um things yeah that that happens i think in in so many cultures. Um you know you have mentioned i you know briefly in a conversation we had in the past something about 40 journeys of light can you uh quickly just elaborate a little on that
1: Yes actually the 40 journeys of light is um i'm i'm turning 40 in, in a few months and mm-hmm. this is an insight that that came to me um to, to Put all the 40 years of my life experience in a program for 40 days, um, starting for women, and then I think later on we would include men as well. And um, life is. Um is the 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 theme that I've been getting for the whole last year? Whenever I I hear you know something, I I watch something. I I get into. Of course, it's all about light, 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 and and the light of the hmm. divine and the light we have inside. And and then the the forty journeys of light is as I said, it's my forty years <laughs> experience and forty days and four questions of Shams the Breeze, uh, the the spiritual a companion and teacher of Rumi, uh, who I, I also heard for the first time these questions in New York in the retreat. Uh, and he said, he said, you really do not have to do anything in your life or, or just, you know, read books or study or, you know, all the knowledge that you need to have in your life are, are to be bound with, with four questions. The first is, who are you and what's your essence? The second is, why are you here and where you're going? The third is, where is your origin? And the fourth is, uh, what I am currently involved in and towards what I must turn my face to? And when I first heard these questions from my spiritual teacher, he he got really a little piece of paper out of his pocket. and was like, I'm I'm living, I'm I'm walking with these questions all the time. It's it's continuous consciousness Mm. of these questions. So the program is, the four questions every question for, for ten days, and within these ten days we um you know discuss many concepts like um you know like qualities like love and compassion and peace, and also heart diseases, as I said earlier from like jealousy pride um you know like uh gossip and stuff to do a lot with women as well and um and The question, for example, who am I? We talk about the self, the soul, the heart, the body. So we really go into all these deep stuff. And it's it's being developed right now. Hopefully, it will be launched by by the fall to be an online course uh, that would bring women from all over the world, in in English language, of course. But my, my main aim is to bring women from the East and from the West to join this course online, to get to know each other through... You know, knowing themselves and knowing each other through these uh, questions and experiencing these concepts and working together. Um, of course, not answering these questions in 40 days, but just as Shem said, to bind with these questions, to live with the questions.
0: Oh, that's wonderful because those four questions are—you know—those aren't. You can't just answer them one, two, three. Those really require that you you really search deep within yourself and do constant soul searching and awareness and self-awareness and and really understanding what's around you and becoming more spiritual. So um, it really speaks to life purpose and and being aware of, you know, getting out of a stuck place and moving you forward. Um, I love that. It gets you into being rather than doing. Um, so uh, yeah I, that's great I, uh, maybe we can you can send me those questions sometimes or tell us where <laughs> can we find that information Yes,
1: actually the program as I said is being developed right now the, the, mm-hmm. like a, a summary of the manual I would like to give for free because uh, this is the creed of Sam Stavris and I'm inspired by him and he was all about sharing love but then the course Uh, it will include some group coaching and you know individual coaching that would be for fees of course but Mm -hmm. um i'll be very happy to share this manual you know like for free for anyone who would like to work on that and i'm very happy that you um you know like stress on the point that these questions are not answerable you know that quickly it's it's actually um as i said Chem said to bind with this question he never said answer because it's the idea of these questions is to live in conscious of these questions, not to answer them, because like you answer them every day, every day, every day. You know, it's, it's something ongoing. But the program is an invitation to come and be conscious of, of all these things, and then work on them for the rest of your life. It's a,
0: it's a, a process. It's you know, as you yeah. said, it's not you know to just answer. It's it's a constant process of transformation, of spirituality, meaning, you know, that we, you grow constantly uh, with this awareness, with this presence, with this love. And in, 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 in order to love other people, as we know, and to connect, we have to have healthy love for ourselves, which means not narcissism. But when you were talking earlier about ego, it's that healthy ego as opposed to that yes. damaged ego. So you know um you have this beautiful two year old daughter and um mm-hmm. so i'm I'm wondering um you know with everything you know now, and that you know with the, all the transformation and the journeys that you've been on that you're continuing to to live your life you know in this journey um, what counsel do you think you'd be giving you'll be giving your daughter as she grows up
1: actually that's um it's a very important' question. it's a very tough question because i've been um you know a lot of people, we have an egyptian saying that um the 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 expert you know like um, a doctor it's, it's very hard for him to treat himself or herself you know mm. um th- this i've been you know in my mind before even giving my birth uh, birth to my daughter and um the, what I I um I realize or what I you know like I I thought of, of came co- conclusion to is that to be very um, aware self aware that um, not to seek perfection <laughs> because mm-hmm. all of the time you know like I'll be like I want to be the perfect mother there's there's nothing called perfect mother but just I like the the concept of good enough mother and. And, of course, I will use a lot of the things that I learned in my life, especially nonviolent communication, because nonviolent communication um, helps us to see the other's needs. So I'm I'm searching now for her needs, for her uh, feelings, helping her to express that, Uh, watching myself of saying no um and uh, th- this is something i'm suffering with people around me and my mother and everything they'll be like you have to tell her no you have to tell her no and 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 like i i really need to see why she's doing that how can i find a substitute how can i uh, let her uh, experience herself how can i let her express herself know herself um love herself and of course teaching her all these Qualities about love and compassion and, you know, knowing yourself and and the healthy, the healthy ego, as you were just saying. And the most importantly is introducing God as the loving God, not the fearful God, because a lot of us, especially in my culture, you know, God introduced that to be afraid of God. He punishes us. But, Mm -hmm. but, you know, like what I I love and learned in spirit, God is love. So when she starts knowing that we were created out of love, loving God and, you know, just sharing the love and, um, and yeah, just, just being herself. So, so, so not making it an issue of, oh, I have to do that and I have to do that. Just letting her be and give her the space and give her the freedom to, to be herself.
0: Well, mm-hmm. it sounds like, you know, it also it sounds as though with everything that you've said, the example that you set, you know, just by the way you live your life and everything that you do and all the, the, the work you do with transformation and constantly growing and how you treat other people and the love that shines from your eyes, you know, children are blank slates and they, they learn so much just from observing. So I would imagine that she's going to learn a lot just from being your daughter. Um you know my last question because we're I can't believe we're almost out of time my last question to you yes. is what advice would the shahinas of today give the shahinas of about 20 years ago or thereabouts mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> That's again a very interesting question Dean thank you very much because like w- when I hear this question I'll be like okay Twenty years ago I'm I'm forty, so twenty years ago is really the the middle of uh, of my life and when I think, um I, I would wanna say, Oh my god, that was a time when I was so <laughs> out of the place, I was so crazy, I, I wanna really advise myself with all the things that I've learned these last twenty years. But then when I connect to my heart and to my instincts, um I I only have or see to just be, you know, and I would tell myself if I go back 20 years is live the same life, do the same things, the same experience as I was, because I am now um, of the 40 years because I lived, this life because i was this person so there's nothing to change there's nothing to to do differently you know like like now that i i I embrace everything in my life and i see everything all my challenges all my you know hard moments painful moments as blessings so i would say just be just experience just live as 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 all your experiences come
0: yeah. Oh, I love that. That is so beautiful. You are such a, a fabulous example of of everything that you that you talk about, and this transformation that you you know that you live, and that you you know in in, in that you coach women about. So I cannot believe that we're already at the end of the show. And so I want to thank my fabulous guest, Shahina Zalhanawi, for being on the show today. This has been a special, special treat for me. I'm Jan Jaffe, and it's been my privilege to have been your host today. I'd love to hear from you, and I'm offering our listeners a free 30-minute discovery and strategy session. So for more information, questions, or whatever, just Please feel free to email me at info at forwardtosuccess.com. Now you're invited to share any comments or feedback on our website, Life Coach Radio Networks. Dot com, And in addition to my solo interview show, I also host Think Tank, a roundtable discussion. So I would be delighted if you would join us for the next episode of Think Tank on July 27th at 12 noon Eastern. Shahinas, would you care to share any closing thoughts, advice, comments, or contact information with our listening audience?
1: Yes, sure. I would love to. um, Just a few things. I would say, let's come together, women from East and the West, you know, to to know each other. Maybe the 40 Journeys of Light would be an invitation that we we connect, you know, getting in in solidarity and, you know, knowing ourselves and knowing each other and also working towards, you know, like uh, working uh, towards refusing any misconceptions that we have of each other uh, we are all one, and um, we have, you know, a lot of common things, and our main commonality is the life within us. Um, self-discovery is a journey, and living in awareness is the purpose. Um, we need to be while doing, and being is, is the life. You need to be light while doing anything. Um, I would say enjoy your self-company and listen to the voice of your soul, your life. Um, practice practice, practice, um, a ritual that you're comfortable with to get to know yourself more, like, you know, meditation, music, anything, but just, you know, having a common daily practice to help you go within yourself. Thank you.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. That's such great advice. Thank you so much, Shahina's, And thank you for being on the show today. I have so enjoyed having you with us. It's really been such a treat. Thank you. Thank you. um, Thank you.